Lund, coast to coast, peanut butter and toast. Probing in the lane, fading away, whoopsie doo, don't mind if I do. In transition, denied by Hoyling. DeCam says, give me that, a pick two for Northwestern. Spot of three on the way, bang for Noah and the Erickson center erupts. Spread the love around, corner, pocket, cash for Lund. The week that we have been waiting for for some time is finally here. The November noise has been knocking on the door, and we finally decided to open that door. So pleased that we are finally here, unlike any other, the UMAC, Ryan Mitchell alongside Wyatt Morrell. Wyatt, games are taking place this week. You know, the offseason was good. I don't want to speak for you. And we enjoyed talking to all the coaches that we were able to, but it's good to finally be here, Wyatt. And honestly, I feel like this kind of snuck up on me this year. Well, we say it, Ryan, at the start of any season, enjoy it while we have it because it's going to go by quicker than anybody could possibly imagine. And, you know, as our guy John Rothstein says, and, you know, the late Heath Ledger would say, and here we Go. I was going to say, well, you could say a lot of things after Circa leading with 2008 you know, or whatever else. As John Rossi likes to say, because he said in his video this week, the older you get, Wyatt, yeah. the more you cherish the time that you're currently in. And the more you say, I don't want to let this slip away. So I, I feel like that's where it's we're good. at in year three. We are, well, we are year three older, of this yeah. pod. Yeah, that makes sense. Super but old. Yeah, games are here. The November noise, as you like to say, Ryan, and excited to just kind of give some thoughts on a few things here in this kind of introduction pod be very clear we're not ranking any of the teams although the, that will the, come the polls did come out we might t- touch on that a little bit yep. from the umac but we're not giving our one through eight until right before the beginning of the conference season because that way we get to know a little bit more about yes. the teams and the players and you know we can people check, can wait check our sources we'll check yeah. our sources and uh we're not going to name our sources because then they stop doing you favors but you know what i mean we're we're not going to get into any of that but this will be a good opportunity to give some initial th- uh, thoughts on a few things yeah and great to have some things to chew on wyatt and i think we definitely should reference what came out at the start of this week mm-hmm. for those of you who saw it i'm sure many of these people who are listening to this wyatt were able to see the preseason poll on both the men's and women's side of the coin and of course that is voted on by the coaches throughout the umac conference and it really hits you then like oh this is real i i, I told you a few days ago i was like oh wait that that's being released we should be expecting that okay well, i don't remember them being released on the same day in the past maybe that is how they've always done it but it yeah. came like one after the other like it was just boom boom Hot and, and heavy yeah. and there it was it was Lots all in front of us we had to Head somehow digest all of it <laughs> and then figure out what's going on and it's interesting there's a couple of things that are worth talking about i think on each side i don't know where you want to start do you want to talk about the women's side first ladies first ladies as we, first as we like to do we're yeah. still you know keeping that going to the 23 24 campaign um what are your thoughts on the women's preseason poll this year i'm just gonna leave it at that right off the bat just initial thoughts from looking at it one through eight any surprises one of the things i did wide and i'm not sure how many people did this but in preparation for this, I wanted to look at, okay, where were we last year at this time? Early November, before the year starts, 
because I quickly forget how quick things can change. Yeah. Maybe people listening to this are in the same boat. Bethany was picked to win the conference last year. Why? Our sources are telling us they didn't make the conference tournament. Well, that that's not even sources. <laughs> that's just us taking a look a back fact. and remembering <laughs> what happened. But you are correct. And, uh, yeah, I mean, based on the way it's kind of played out here with the coaches poll and the votes, they'd be just outside, you know, on the outside looking in again this year, which we know means nothing because a lot sure. can happen over the course of a season. And it's something to look at in context matters. But you know what you would tell Bethany? Well, guess where the UW Superior Yellow Jackets were picked in last year's preseason poll? Mm. Number six. Mm. First-year head coach Emily Carpenter was given no chance by her fellow coaches across the league. Maybe that's too harsh. But, but Wyatt, the reality is they were picked sixth. Yeah. They ended up getting third. They ended up being the only team in the UMAC last season to beat Northwestern. Yeah. Well, and speaking of Northwestern. And they were picked to finish sixth. Speaking of Northwestern, a year ago, Ryan, they were picked third. Yeah. Of course, they had a remarkable season. And then this year in the preseason poll, they were unanimous number one. So it just goes to show how much can change in a year. Who's going to be that surprise team this year that's kind of flying under the radar, if you will. So it is interesting. Crown moves up a little bit from last year with Coach Bridgeport-Tussler entering his second season now. That's another change. They're up to six in the preseason poll. So it is. It's unique. And then, of course, taking that other number one uh, ranking, if you will, from the coaches or whatever, we know who Northwestern voted for, obviously. Number one vote. Yep. Yes, number one votes. It's North Central. And I think it could have gone to multiple different teams, but – in talking to all three of the coaches at the top in Northwestern, North Central, and Morris in the preseason poll, all of them said entering this year they're excited to see what their team is made of early. And that's yeah. to say these coaches aren't even necessarily sure what to expect. So take it with a grain of salt, if you will, because yep. as we've seen play out year after year, the preseason poll ends up not meaning a whole lot. Yeah, but it starts the conversation. And, and that's for what people it's for. like you and I, I love the hey, preseason poll. <laughs> you know what, Ryan? I love it too. And I look at Michigan State against what are they? The Dukes, James the Madison. Dukes the Dukes of James Madison. We saw that Division One men's basketball. Michigan State. Tom Izzo. You know, immortality hasn't lost a home HOF game in will. November in sixteen years. That stat's no longer relevant because they go no. down to James Madison. Beauty of college sports. And it just goes to show it's more of a talking point than anything, which is great for us. But the games are played out there on the court mm-hmm. and uh, excited to see what will happen. So anyways, those are just my initial thoughts on the women's side of things. Anything else you would add? Yeah, well, I would just ask you point blank. Biggest surprise. I, I don't think either one of us are going to say Northwestern well, at one. I mean, that's they bring back everyone yeah. but Megan McGow. I mean, they're it's, obviously the favorite. It's interesting. I wouldn't even say it's necessarily a surprise being, you know, what's happened the last year or two. But Bethany just being on the outside looking in. Yeah. And again, I think new maybe era. a lot of people anticipated that based off of what happened last year, but it is a new era. So to new see head coach, yep. To see them at number five is just a little it's not necessarily a surprise as much as it is just odd, I guess. Because we knew it could happen. We were expecting them maybe to be there, but it's still weird seeing them there. It, yeah, it didn't feel like long ago at all that they were on top. And, and obviously it a, a lot has changed <laughs> in the last few years, and you know, I'll remind them, you know, where Superior was last year and then where North Central was too, Wyatt. They won the UMAC two years ago. Last year's preseason poll, pick fourth. Yeah. They won the UMAC, and yeah. then the next year they're picked so fourth. So we talked about that a ton last year. The coaches just aren't sure, you know, what's going on or what they're doing. Well, Is that what you're saying? If you remember to this time <laughs> last year, Wyatt, 
one of us, one of us, who knows who, was a little slower on turning around to the North Central Women's Club and their chances well, to make a deep run. That same person was kind of all in on the Martin Luther Knights, yeah. I believe. And yeah. you know, I'm not who trying will, to call anybody who out. Who will know who that was last year? Hey, here's, here's another question, I think, to just pose entering this season. Northwestern ran away with it on the women's side last year. If you yeah. remember, I mean, they yeah. had a four or five game, you know, cushion by the time the regular season wrapped up. Does anybody compete with them Great or question. whoever it ends up being at number one? Do we have a tighter race this year? Or is this thing going to be done and there's not going to be any drama again like it was last year entering the final two, three weeks of the regular season? I don't know if that's the million dollar question, but that's it's like the $100,000 question. Yeah, it's up there. You know, you got to get past that one to get to the $1 million yeah. question, though. So It is a great question, though, Wyatt. And for people who, you know, listen to this podcast, you care about the conference and you want to follow it along, I hope I, – I shouldn't say I hope. I think that you want it to be at least tight, at least compelling. Because oh, last absolutely. year, I mean, you could tell it was it was over before it was even over. I mean, they win 15 games when it's all said and done in the conference, and the next highest was, was North Central – at nine wins, excuse me, but I don't know. We may not get into this a ton tonight, but I would tend to say wide. I think it may be a pretty wide margin again. Just in comparing them versus the teams below them with what they have coming back well, and then the top contenders against them. Morris has a lot coming back. They're third. North Central, the team who played them in the UMAC final last year, they got basically everything coming back. They're second. So it's possible, but those Eagle players are also just getting a year older and maybe a little more confident, but they did lose a big piece, too, and they got changes on the coaching staff. So a lot there. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, well, and what's funny about this or what's kind of cool is your tone on that could change, let's say, approximately a month from now when we yep. give our one through eight before conference play starts. Yep. We'll see how some of these non-conference games go, and then that can kind of shape where these teams are at and what we're feeling. So let's move over to the men's side, and this one – I guess let's start with the question you asked me towards the end of the women's side. What's the biggest surprise to you when you look at the men's preseason poll entering this season? Northwestern at number two. And I had a feeling you were going to go there. Why Northwestern at number two? Because they've been at the top for a long time. Now yep. that's kind of started to transition a little bit. I feel like it's a big year for Northwestern men's basketball, in a sense. Yeah. I think, Wyatt, there's the most uncertainty around that program in at least a decade plus. Mm. And I know that sounds like a huge no, statement, I, but that's, I get that's how I feel looking at Northwestern. Not that it's absolutely the sky is falling or anything to that extent. I get it. But why do I say that they being number two is the biggest surprise to me? Well, the team below them, UW Superior is number three. Mm. They beat them three times last year. Great ball games. <laughs> Some of them could have gone either way, but Northwestern loses the conference player of the year, Wyatt. Yeah. Superior brings back essentially everything. They were the ones in the UMAC final against Bethany. Didn't win, but gave them a push there. And I am I'm surprised that Northwestern is number two and not number three or potentially even number four, because I think there's an argument to be made where they could be in one of those two slots and talking to some other people as well who have been very involved in this league in the recent past. They tend to agree. So it's really interesting to look at that. I don't know. What are your thoughts to add to that? Well, I would agree with you for everything you said and then some. And I think Northwestern definitely has the biggest question mark out of some of the teams as far as who's returning and the yeah. production that they lost. I mean, still, still you, good returning production. But yes, again, the conference player of the year, Kyle, that's got to account yeah. for something. Right. Yeah. And that has to matter 
to a certain extent. You can't just replace that. Maybe they can. I mean, maybe somebody does. I don't know. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they probably don't gonna have be another to. Kyle Kaming yeah. that's going to show up this year and and be that guy. But, yeah, I, I, I would agree with you. I think it's a little bit of a surprise, but you want to talk about bulletin board material for Superior, they got it right there. And yeah. it's funny because yeah. I think Polkowski was the one that said, I don't know if, you know, everybody's motivated in their own way, and I don't know if you need to necessarily have a certain bulletin board material. Maybe he wasn't the one that said that. But, but the players see it. Every single player you can bet is on social and they see it. I was a player for Northwestern on the baseball diamond, and when that poll came out, there were people that always had their thoughts uh, on, you know, and there were people that were upset. There were people that were, I don't know if they were tweeting about it necessarily, (laughs) but there's people that that react to it. Again, Ryan, because it's a talking point. It gets people going. It draws people in. It doesn't really mean a whole lot at the end of the day, but it is exciting to kind of look and convey. It means a lot more, though, than a lot of those Division One polls that we see that are generated by the media. That's true. There is no the media coaches, poll. you're saying? It's the coaches. Yeah. It's the coaches who vote on this. So yeah. that actually means something because it's what they think. And so I don't know if you mentioned this or not yet, Wyatt. We know who Bethany voted for because they couldn't vote for themselves to win the conference. Yeah. Even though Northwestern was number two, that's not who they picked to win the conference. No, and- Coach Garvin pick superior well, and you can't fault coach garvin for that either because they yeah. were the team that challenged them at the end you know when yeah. when they were going for the conference championship it was superior they were going up against we know what superior returns speaking of bethany ryan i mean i'm just looking at their top returners segadol first team all conference madsen for second team all conference and then nielsen patterson ackley honorable mention they got five guys that were honorable mention or better and they're all back this yeah. year I mean, it's the same question almost on top of it. It's the same question almost that we asked on the women's side with Northwestern. Can anybody contend with Bethany? I think there are multiple teams that can, including one that might be a dark horse at number four in crown. I don't know, Ryan. I mean, we know what they return. We know what they're capable of based off what they did a couple years ago. Maybe it was a disappointing year last year for coach Herbert and his squad, but don't sleep on this crown team either. I think anyone of the teams below Bethany, Northwestern, Superior, and Crown could absolutely compete with the Vikings. And you can't necessarily discount North Central or Morris. There's just a lot of teams that are so close together entering this season. It's fascinating. Yeah, why you and I talk to people who coach different sports here inside of the UMAC and people who kind of follow all of them, if you will. And I've heard from I don't know how many people basketball in the UMAC is the most competitive sport top to bottom where there's the smallest gap if you will from top to bottom especially men's basketball that we've seen where any given night upsets can take place I mean look no further than last year why to a team like crown that you just mentioned yeah they didn't make the UMAC conference tournament yeah it was a disappointing year after going to the UMAC final the year before they had a first place vote well last year yeah in the preseason poll thank you for mentioning that I mean they end up not making it and last mm-hmm. year in the preseason poll mm-hmm. they have that first place vote in their third but what I was leading up to say why it was they beat Bethany in the regular season who won it all, and they nearly beat them twice. They nearly beat them on Bethany's home floor as well. So that's how competitive this league is. And then, you know, there's other upsets that we could go down the line on from last season as well in this league. But especially the top, I don't think has ever been this good. Now, don't get me wrong. One to eight, it's good. But especially like you rattled off those names, Wyatt, the depth from one, two, three, four, five even six if you want to. I don't think the top has been this competitive in a while, and that's why I say I'm surprised that Northwestern's at number two. I would peg them number three, maybe even number four, if I'm being honest, preseason. 
things can change during the year, and we'll wait to see if that takes place in this 2023-24 campaign. But, you know, Wyatt, that would be my question for you, if you will, to throw it back to you. Give me some tiers. Is Bethany, when we talk about them at the top, are they on their own tier or probably okay <laughs> just barely it's okay. not like it's it's not like it's that far above the they're, next they're tier. on the third floor of the building but the people staying below them can knock on the ceiling and they hear them like they're within sure, reaching distance quite the analogy thank you for giving me that visual picture that helps me visualize it yes they're on a tier of their own but just barely because i look at what superior was able to do last year like you said crown even though it was a disappointing year, they beat Bethany. Just one of two losses Bethany had all year. And then Northwestern, we know what they're more than capable of. North Central, they got edged out due to the tiebreaker with Morris a year ago and ended up not sneaking into the playoffs because of that. Those teams are at five and six right now. The chance for parity is much higher on the men's side than the women's side, in my opinion, going into this year. And because of that, it's really hard to break it into tiers. But yeah, I'd say Bethany is maybe just a level above that next tier, which you could include all five of the teams I just mentioned. Really? In that that was going to be my next question. Flush I think this you out could. further. I think Superior and Crown and Northwestern maybe are in a second tier, and then just below it is North Central and Morris. But I don't think you can just automatically count the Rams and the Cougars out of that second tier wow. based off what they were able to do last year. It's a year. big tier. It is. got to have a lot of like space said, on that main level. Do we have enough bedrooms? Do we have enough food to go we'll around? Enough, enough room for people to sit? We'll expand I mean, if we need to. Bethany's we lounging on the top adapt level. Adapt or die. We'll expand, Ryan. And like I said, on the men's side, it's not as crystal clear or clear cut as it maybe is on the women's side entering this season. A lot more questions on the men's side and a bigger chance for parity, in my opinion. Yeah, lots of studs who are returning, but also some studs who are leaving. You bring up North Central, Wyatt. I mean, last year, Coach Becker, who's still a really young coach in this league for the Rams, he was first-year head coach last year. I mean, we talked about that with Emily Carpenter on the woman's side for Superior. Now he's moving into his second year, but he doesn't have Micah Filer back, a guy who was right there on the heels of Kyle Kamen to being the player of the year. He wasn't, but he's one of the best players in the conference. No. They had the best defense, though, statistically and last year in the UMAC. If they are going to make the postseason tournament this year, it's going to be in large part due to Coach Becker doing more with less. You know, John Rostin's comparison to the head coach at St. Bonaventure, as you well know. Mark, Mark Schmidt? Is it Mark? Mark, no, it's Schmidt. Coach Schmidt. Do more Mark Schmidt doing more with less. That has got to be the motto this year for Jeremy Becker over at NCU because I don't feel like talent-wise, mano y mano, he maybe has the same, and NCU people are going to hate that I said that, and that's okay. You can disagree with me. That's fine. Bolton board material. They have a lot of experience, though. It wasn't just Micah. Don't get me wrong, but the top is really good, and they still could get in. But it's going to be with really good defense once more, and what does that mean? Coaching and connectiveness. So they're an interesting team as well. You know, and I'll throw out one more Rothstein-ism, if you will. Can North Central put themselves in a position to be in position? Yeah, in early February. That's what I'm saying. Just give yourself a chance. Yeah. You know, you got to take that next step. All right. I don't know where you want to go from here as far as what else you want to get into. I did rank my months 1 through 12 because you told me to do that. And Give them to me. I don't want, want that to, to go to waste. Through them quick, I will so, run so through So why didn't I were talking about this earlier because November the noise is here wide. It's great, you know. We've talked about it before. It's the end of fall converging with the start of winter. So I'm excited to hear about November, but then you may as well do the other 11 as well. So go ahead. Yeah, so my favorite month of the year is March Whoa. for obvious reasons. March Madness. Didn't see that coming. March Madness. What else? 
spring. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're springing The promise forward. of what's to yeah. come. Number two is August for, you know, a lot of personal reasons. I got okay. married in August this past year. Okay. It's also... Blazing hot. You love that. Love no, to get a good tan. It's, it's not, though. It's not like <laughs> June and July. It's a little bit cooler, and you're starting to transition okay. into fall, which is my favorite time of the year. Okay. So believe it or not, a lot of these now are just kind of grouped together. Okay. Like, the first two are pretty distinctive. The rest of them I can just rattle off. Three is September, birthday month. Again, we're transitioning okay. to fall Love football. September. December is fourth, Christmas. Okay. A lot of good things to you like You don't about mind the December. cold. You're built I different. I can get through it. It's still not cold like January and February. Oddly enough, fifth is February. That's controversial oh, because February, February is like, what, what? what is February? It's 28 days. Does it really belong? But it's number five for me. Okay. Maybe a little bit of controversy. Sixth is October. Seven, it's, it's ordinary in the middle. Yep. Seventh is November. So I had a feeling wow. you might be disappointed with how Bury far the down. noise. Notice something there, though, Ryan. The second half of the year is much better than the first half, in my opinion. The okay. last six months of the year are in my top seven. So now we get to the front of the month. Number eight is April. I mean, what happens in April anyways, besides baseball, the beginning of baseball? I like Easter. It's a little bit warm. That's true. We have Easter. Our Lord and Savior rises. Yeah. Number no, nine. Well, wait, wait. Is it always in April? Could it be in March sometimes? Because Easter so. falls on a different day. It's got to be at least I think it's in always April. in April. Okay. It'd be early April oh, at the guess soonest. Myself. Otherwise, yeah. it's okay. middle of April. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're going to look like dummies if we're, we're not right there. Number nine is July. Fourth of July gives that the edge over June, which is 10th. But yeah. both are just kind of very forgettable. Both are just meh because Without it's super Without major hot. championship golf in June, it would maybe just be worth fast forwarding over. And I don't even care that much about that. So I'm glad you have that. Number 11 is January. I guess we have the start wow. of the new year. College football playoff. And we have the call. Well, sometimes that's in December, though, because it's on New Year's Eve. Well, this at least year, the final. The this year, in January. that's true. This year, it's going to be. And when the Vikings make a playoff run this January. Joshua Dobbs, don't sleep on him. Yeah. Don't sleep on him. And then, do you know the one I didn't say yet? What's my least favorite month? Okay, I don't think you've got there yet. May. It's May. Yeah. Wow. Baseball is You know why it's your least favorite month? month? Because as John Rostin would say, what are you doing in May? we sleep in May. You're sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's very true. We do sleep in May. So there's nothing to see. (laughs) Well, there's not, though. Baseball's already a month in. Who cares at that point? We don't have college basketball. We don't have college football. I mean, sure, we when have When you the were NBA. a student not too long ago, you just finished with a long stretch. There you want to sleep yeah. by the end of May because you're so, all done. <laughs> May's at the bottom. There you go. There's Wyatt Morrell's favorite months. I, that was pretty good. Of the year. Thank you. I, like I didn't it. put much thought into it, but that's that's what you You put have, enough so. thought. I like it. Where do you want to go from here as we start to kind of wind down and wrap up a very yeah. brief first pod back? Welcome back, by the way. I don't think we technically welcome back. had a welcome back. We just Welcome did, to you. We went straight into the coaches' interviews, which was great yeah just give them the content but we're happy to be back yeah and uh better than ever hopefully yeah third time's the charm we'll finally get this thing right i i don't know about that but uh (laughs) you know we'll try we'll try our very best i don't know what do you you want to talk about any of the games this week i guess just briefly i mean what do you want to do to kind of wrap this up yeah let's just do some broad brush stroking um you know because you love to paint wyatt so yeah. Lots I'm actually of... I'm painting on Friday night this week with what? Haley, so we're going on a we're going on a date, and I got to paint a picture. I'll send you. <laughs> I, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty atrocious, but I'm gonna try. So have you done that before? Is this never be in a new my experience? life? She has okay, and hers will probably look okay. My painting, I hope there's like a step by step, like for dummies that you can just follow, <laughs> and I can do. Like I said, I'll let you know how it turns out. But if the anyways. listeners have some advice for you. Would you be, be okay? Great. I would be open to it, and that's At a good UAO, plug. the UMAC, if they want to send some advice for Wyatt on how to uh, just be decent at painting. He's not asking to be 
putting together a masterpiece later on this week. But we'd love to hear from you. Questions, comments, concerns, feedback about the product that you're going to hear each and every week for the next multiple months. I mean, are we going to be on almost, almost, if not for sure, every week now through like yeah, May? I mean, there's that there's that brief part during like Christmas break. Yeah, I think, where, where it we may be like off. a week and a half yeah. or two weeks. And, we're off, and other than that, though, I would imagine we'll we'll crank out at least something. Each you're going to hear a so. lot of our voices. Yeah. yeah, for those who want to, that one too. But anyway, so again, maybe see yeah, the yeah. email one more time. Yeah, yeah. So you can find us on Twitter at uao the umac, or you can just search unlike any other the umac. If you're not a fan of Twitter or this X thing and for some reason you got beef with Elon, like, uh, that's okay. It's just the easiest way for us to communicate. If you're not on there, though, we get it. Inbox is open, though, for any of your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Advice for what we can do in the future, what we can do better. We're trying to better our best all the time. U-A-O, the UMAC at gmail.com for that. And we look forward to hearing from you in the future. And, yeah, we're going to do more interviews in the future with coaches as well we're not just totally stopping that now that we're into the season we will get back to that here in the near future all right as i was about to say white lots of umac v Mayak on both the men's and women's side of the coin so hb we're recording this on tuesday night the 7th it is like christmas eve we can barely wait till tomorrow there's tons of umac v Mayak tomorrow wednesday night the 8th on both the men's and women's side of the coin you go wednesday into thursday white for the men there's five games being played, all of them, UMAC v. Mayak. When you look at some of these matchups, I mean, you got Superior, McAllister, North Central Augsburg, Northland College, first-year head coach, playing St. Scholastica, Morris, Concordia, Northwestern Hamlin. Is UMAC going to make some noise? Can we'll we hold our out. own? Can we'll we start, at least hold our own? We'll start the UMAC versus Mayak tally for the 23-24 You always love to do that. I'll, I'll let you do it. I'll start it's, it's that tally. <laughs> it is a joy. And I'm very interested in that Superior-McAllister game because, of course, McAllister played our University of Minnesota Golden Gophers. We're going to use Johnson, the transitive property, and, and we're going to we do will. some comparison. We will. If Superior <laughs> beats McAllister by a certain amount, let's just say, then we know that Coach Polkowski's squad is better than the Gophers, so... That's the way it works. You know, people could just cut that clip and take it out of context and use it. I don't care. I want it to be taken out of context. Coach Polkowski's squad is better than the Gophers. There you go. And, you know, hey, I'm happy for the Gophers. You beat (laughs) Bethune-Cookman. I say we give Coach Johnson a lifetime contract. Did, did you see, see Kansas what, did yeah. that? Uh, that's why I brought it up. Bill Bill Self has already got a lifetime contract. But, no, we have to announce that we raised (laughs) his... Yearly salary to what? Thirteen million. He's or the highest paid coach what in college show. basketball. They lose. Who will be the first coach in the UMAC to get a lifetime contract? What a question! Yeah, both sides, not just if, men, women. Both if men and women. Well, I'm thinking of young coaches well, right I now. Say, I feel like if Coach, coach Carpenter coach or Coach Becker have one, does so. something remarkable this year and like they win the UMAC and they're right under then, thirty years boom. old, like right there on the spot, the AD should be like, because in both <laughs> circumstances, why imagine if superior, it's not impossible. Don't get me wrong. But if superior wins it on the woman's side, coach Carpenter, whatever she is now, 25, 26 years old, or coach Becker wins it on the men's side. Well, under 30 years old as well. That's the question of the night. Do they then warrant a lifetime contract if they win the UMAC this year? I think it's year? a little premature, personally. Really? I don't know why you would. You don't think they should believe it? I don't it know why you would want to commit to something. It's like the P.J. Fleck thing. We're giving the guy a contract every year for another year, another two years, and then we get the product that we've gotten this year. And you got to ask yourself, is that really the right thing to do? I wish there was a website like there is for high-level professional athletics or high-level college athletics where we could look up contract situations. We don't have that for the UMAC. Can someone create that That's for a- us? Shark Tank idea. 
Yeah, like, can we get exact information on contracts across the UMAC? That's, I, that's a little personal, but yes, there's a lot of Mayak <laughs> versus UMAC games on the men's side, even the women's side. We've got a few as well. Some neutral court action, mm. road, home mm. games, all of it. Love it. Love it. So Good weather be, this weekend. It's easy to travel around yeah, the upper Midwest. Absolutely. Is there a game in particular? I mentioned the McAllister Superior one on the men's side. On the women's side, I guess the one that interests me is Crown and Scholastica because I always like the opportunity to beat a team that thought they were too good for the conference and <laughs> move to the <laughs> Mayak. Tell, tell me what you really and think. And now like. they're struggling in just about every sport, so good for you, I guess. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Those are the two that stand out to me. What stands out to you? Well, UW-Superior is waiting a little bit longer than a lot of teams on the women's side. They don't get a play until Saturday. I feel like the Gonzaga Bulldogs, my Gonzaga Bulldogs. I have to wait till Yours. you know, yeah. you know, everybody's tipping off on Monday this week, and then they don't play till some, Friday. Some I feel that. Yep. I feel that Yellow Jacket fans. I just want to watch. You just can't wait team play yeah. for the Yale Bulldogs preseason favorites in the Ivy League versus the preseason favorite. I assume. I guess I don't know. Well, the coaches voted St. Mary's. Really? That's Talk about bullets and board material. That is controversial. But uh, anyway, Gonzaga and Yale. I mean, that that could be fun. It will be. But oh, back West. to the UMAC. Yeah, back what to game the UMAC. stands out? Superior has to wait a little longer. But Is they're headed to the Chicago mm. for some really tough competition. Wow. Neutral site. They play your favorite mascot in all of Division Three on Sunday in their second game of the season. The Yellow Jackets in the Sage Hens of Pomona Pitzer. How about that matchup? A Yellow Jacket and a Sage Hen. That's odd. I don't. I still don't understand. <laughs> Only D three. I still don't understand the sage hen thing. It's it's like the super chickens. It's the fighting PA Donald Ducks. Say. I yeah, love it. It is the fighting Donald it. Ducks. Did I just look at this right on the UMAC website? Every single team on the women's side is in action on Saturday. Yeah, I saw that earlier Incredible. too. Incredible! What a day. I mean, just take well it all in. Well you got to have the octobox. No, no cupcakes in the UMAC non-con. Hey. We're not like D1 that's scheduling non-Division 1 or super low of the lowest level teams, Bethune-Cookmans of the world. There are no Bethune-Cookmans on the schedule in this first week. God bless Bethune-Cookman, but <laughs> there is none of that at the UMAC. Looking at the times of the games, too, at most, it looks like you would need a quad box maybe, I guess, at most. So you can take all these games Which in at you've the same seen time. the quad box in action. You should, you're, you're a big YouTube you, TV guy. You need the quad box on a day like this on Saturday. <laughs> so it'll be a fun first week, and that's why uh, you know we wait to kind of give our predictions to see how these games play out. we got to yeah. know more about the teams. We've done it the opposite way the last two years, and I think that's why we're taking this We were this two approach. eager beavers. We were. And people can wait. You know, the best so things in life, Wyatt, the yeah. best things in life are what? They are worth the wait. Yeah. Enjoy the season is our buddy. Say it like Mike Tice. Mike Tice. I'm not. <laughs> What's funny is there was a guy in Crookston. His name was Mike Tice. Really? Yeah. So he would get that all the time. Was he like, a big guy too? Did he no. love offensive no. linemen? He was a state trooper though. He was a state trooper. <laughs> what are okay. the chances of that? Huh? Yeah. Wow. So there you go. Another famous Mike Tice. But I don't have anything <laughs> else to add. You got anything on that note? No. Hey, I mean, what you're saying, Wyatt, and we get to that stuff later. If people have information on their squad that we would otherwise not be able to access online in some way, and they want to give us a little insider scoop on their squad that we can use to help formulate our opinions, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. UAOTheUMAC at gmail.com or at UAOTheUMAC. You can search unlike any other the UMAC on Twitter. Wyatt, we are finally here. Are you ready to take a deep breath 
and be thrown into the deep end because we're going to be treading I'm water not. for I the next multiple months. I need more time. We've been training for this. You can't give me more time is what you're telling me? All right, then I you, guess I'll... You're not willing to tread I'll water? I'll find a way. I'll find a way to be ready. Well, our head's got to stay above do. water. I can't tread water by myself. we got to do this together. True. It's true. I believe in you. You've trained like for I this said, for a long I'll time. I'll find a way to do it, right? Because okay. that's Thank what the you. best do. We show up and right. we find a way to get it done. I appreciate it. Close it out before I say another No, no. Thing. What? I have to close it out? I guess that's fair since you <laughs> brought us in. I can close this out. We are looking forward to the first week of UMAC basketball. Excited to see the surprises, the twists, the turns that will entail on the following season that is to come. Looking forward to it as he's uh, Ryan and all of you, I'm sure, as well. So have a great night, everybody, or day whenever you're listening to this. Enjoy the content that is to come on this podcast and the season that is at hand. Catch you next time on Unlike Any Other, the UMAC.